you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. G Suite by Google Cloud is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. You can make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of multiple versions. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. To find out more, visit gsuite.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the sticks. Uh, big weekend of football coming your way, and we've got you covered here. What's going on, Buck? Not too much, man. I'm really excited about this weekend. Got a ton on the NFL slate, and I'm excited really to talk about this top 25 prospects list that we have on tap. Yeah, we've uh, we've got some uh, some fun stuff to get to today. I say we just jump right in here with these NFL games for the week and, and kind of a couple nuggets, couple storylines we're keeping our eyes on. And the first game we're going to talk about, Buck, takes place in a place I just left, over there in London. Eagles at Jaguars. Uh, look, this is kind of desperation time for both of these teams. And to me, the, the biggest thing I'm looking for with the Eagles is can they clamp down in the secondary? They've just had some mental lapses and given up too many big plays. And I know Blake Bortles has struggled, and I know this passing game has struggled. But for some reason, when they go over to London – uh, Blake Bortles gets like his superpowers over there, Buck. So I, I want to see if this Eagles secondary can hold up in what should be a favorable matchup for them. They should be able to keep these this uh, Jaguars group on the outside on lockdown. But, man, I'm, I'm not very confident what I've seen from them, especially finishing off games. You know, it sounds like you're talking about the Eagles getting back to who they are. And I'm saying the same thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need to get back to their identity. In my mind, their identity is run, run, run on offense, play good defense, and then just find a way to control the game. We can talk about the, the troubles that Blake Bortles and Cody Kessler may have at quarterback, but I think you take them out the game. Run the ball, put it in the hands of the running backs 40-plus times, and allow your defense to create some turnovers. If the Jaguars play to who they are, I think they have a chance to win. Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, selfishly, I'm just looking forward to watching this pass rush for the Denver Broncos go up against the Chiefs. And 
Uh, you know, look, Von Miller, you know what you're going to get from him, but now we've seen over the last couple weeks what they can get from Chubb. And Bradley Chubb, this is why he was drafted to be that compliment there on the opposite side, and he's delivered in a big way uh, in the sack department over the last two weeks. So five sacks, I believe, in the last two games, not too shabby. You need to keep that going if they have any chance of upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Kansas City Chiefs, I think the theme remains the same. Start fast and play from in front. This is a team that in uh, every game, pretty much the first drive, they've scored a touchdown. They've scored 42 out of a possible 49 points in the first seven games when it comes to starting out fast on that first drive. So make sure you stick to the script, put some points on the board, and allow your defense to play from in, from ahead. If they do that, I think Kansas City kind of puts a whopping on the Denver Broncos. Browns at Steelers. Well, let's go round two, Denzel Ward, Antonio Brown. I'm looking forward to watching that one in this game. Now, that's going to be a tough one for Baker Mayfield going into Pittsburgh to pull out a win. But uh, let's take the, let's take away from the big picture and let's look at the, at the small picture here. I want to see Denzel Ward, what he's got, uh, because I definitely think he got Antonio Brown's attention after their first matchup. We'll see how he fares in round number two. Yeah, in round number two, I think we'll see a better Pittsburgh defense. This defense has been improving the last couple weeks. And offensively, I think they found their stride with James Conner in at running back. They're a little more balanced, not necessarily so pass happy. They're trying to even up about 50-50 run-pass ratio. If they do that, I always like the Pittsburgh Steelers' chances to score points. Redskins at Giants. Well, look, the, the Giants, I don't know if you say the Giants have punted on the season, but they've punted on the season. Uh, so this, this, to me, about the Redskins is coming out. Don't come out flat. You mentioned we're talking about one of those earlier games, Buck, a fast start. I think that's going to be huge uh, for this team, the Washington Redskins. Come up there, get off to a fast start. I think if you jump on the Giants early, uh, it'll be over. Just don't let them hang around in this football game. Look, the Giants are in the midst of a fire sale, but I think this is all about trusting the process. They're, they, look, they're trying to get a top pick so they can make sure they get a quarterback to replace number 10. I think they're probably going to start playing some of the young guys. But if I'm the Giants and I'm still trying to win games while we're in the process of doing this rebuild, it is all about getting the ball to 26 and 13. I'm Pat Shermer. I'm going to try and figure out how many times can I get the ball in the hands of my top playmakers and allow them to do the work that others can't. Seahawks at Lions. Well, this sounds weird, trust me, saying this about a team playing the Lions, but the Seahawks got to stop the run. They got to come out there and stop the run for the Detroit Lions. When the Detroit Lions are balanced with Matthew Stafford getting some protection from that run game with the, with Carryon Johnson, they are going to be very difficult to beat. So I think this might be the first time in the last decade anybody said a key to the game was stopping the Lions' run game, but I think that is the case here. Yeah, I do believe it is the case because for the Lions, I believe it's continuing to play what we call big boy football. They've been running the football of late, having success. Karrion Johnson had 158 yards. LeGarrette Blunt had 50 yards in that Miami game as well, over 200 yards rushing. Man, that is a recipe for long-term success against a Seahawks team that has traditionally been a little vulnerable against the run, particularly when you're committed to it. I think that is the recipe in the game plan for success for the Lions. Buccaneers at Bengals. Bucks Bengals for me the key in this one protect the football if, if you're Jameis Winston here uh, that that has been an issue for this football team when they struggle with turning the ball over didn't matter if it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston Jameis Winston's upside down right now in terms of touchdowns interceptions that's that's not going to get it done especially against a Bengals team 
that I do believe is going to move the ball and score a bunch of points against this Buccaneers defense. So uh, you're going to move the ball. You've got to protect the ball. Jameis Winston has to do a good job of that. Jameis has to do a good job of taking care of the ball, but the quarterback on the other side also has some work to do. Andy Dalton has to have a bounce-back game. Very, very disappointing on Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. He needs to play better. And the way that he can play better, man, just target the guy. Play the hits. A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, find a way to make sure those guys are involved in the game early because when they're involved in the game early, it makes it easier to find the complimentary pieces in the passing game. Jets at Bears. Well, look, Sam Donald has not had an easy run in terms of the defenses he's had to play this year. Coming off a game against that Minnesota Viking defense, now he takes on a Chicago Bears defense on the road. That is not an easy task. Sam has thrown 10 picks to go along with his 10 touchdowns. So him protecting the football is huge. But I'll say the the, the real key in this one, the Bears defense generates some turnovers, Special teams, get a big return. Try and give Sam Donald a short field to work with on more than a few occasions in this game. I think that's their recipe to win. If they have to drive 80, 90 yards against this Bears defense, it's not going to end well. So field position will be huge, and that's on the defense and the special teams. I mean, defense and special teams are key for the other side as well. The Chicago Bears lost the game against the New England Patriots because they got beat in both of those phases. Defensively, the last two weeks, people have exposed them a little bit. Part of that is due to Khalil Mack's injury. Hopefully he's healthy and ready to return. But then in the kicking game, they can't give up block punts. They can't give up big returns. They have to shore up those areas. If the Bears are who we think they could be, which is a playoff team, they have to be able to win two of the three phases. Defense special teams have to be their calling card each and every week. Ravens at Panthers. To me, this one is about getting Cam Newton on the ground for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Cam Newton's as big as it gets when you talk about a quarterback in the NFL as big and as strong as he is, but I do think it helps the Ravens. I know Ben Roethlisberger is not as athletic as Cam Newton, but seeing seeing Ben twice a year as long as this group has seen him, they know the challenge of not only getting home and getting pressure, but finding a way to rally, hold on, and get him on the ground. That's what they have to do in this game. I do think they'll generate a bunch of pressure there. It comes down to can they finish and get Big Cam on the ground, I think that's the key to this ball game. It's funny that you mentioned Cam because Cam is obviously the key to the game for the Carolina Panthers. I believe we've seen a little bit of the North Turner effect with Cam Newton. In the fourth quarter, he has been better in terms of getting the ball out of his hands, getting it to the playmakers, five straight games with at least two touchdowns. That's the kind of performance that you want to see from a former MVP. I just believe you're the Panthers. You just try and keep it rolling. Let number one be the special player that he is because when he plays at a high level, they win games. Colts at Raiders. Well, look, the the Oakland Raiders don't have a lot going for them on either side of the ball right now. But I would say the key to this game for the Colts, control the line of scrimmage. And this offensive line, a couple rookies up there, continue to improve each and every week, not only protecting uh, quarterback there and Andrew Luck, but being able to get that run game, getting some knockoff there at the line of scrimmage, I do think they can generate some knockoff power against this Raiders front, and I think the Colts can control the line of scrimmage in this ballgame. That'll be the key. I agree. They can control the line of scrimmage. So for the Oakland Raiders, it's about the D-line getting their hands up. One of the reasons Andrew Luck has been so successful and hasn't taken a, a pounding, the ball is coming out so quick. A lot of quick rhythm passes, a lot of balls that are within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. The pass rush isn't going to get home. The best thing they can do to affect the game, get their hands up, hope for a deflection and a tip, and they have to be able to get the turnovers. If they get the turnovers and give Derek Carr short fields, 
maybe, just maybe, the Oakland Raiders can find a way to generate some points. 49ers at Cardinals. I'll tell you what, I, there, there might not be a quarterback I respect more in the NFL than C.J. Beathard. He is, he is tough as leather, Buck. I mean, he is so, so tough and physical. Takes shots each and every week. Takes shots in the pocket. Takes shots as a runner. I think you kind of cut him loose as a runner in this game against the Cardinals. Try and generate some more offense. I know they can get him out on some of those boots and waggles, but I bet you see C.J. Beathard take off and run a little bit against this Cardinals defense. Well, I'm sure he's going to take off and run. The thing I'm excited about when it comes to quarterback play is Josh Rosen in this new offense that will be directed by Byron Leftwich. Can they show a little more creativity? What can they do for the young rookie to help him get jump-started? We've seen the rookie quarterbacks have struggled uh, three of the – Four rookies rated the bottom of the league in passer rating. Josh Rosen being one of those guys. We have to see if Byron Leftwich can kind of create some easy opportunities, some layups for him to get his confidence going and to kind of jumpstart an offense that has been very, very pedestrian. Oh, and he's not hot. Packers at Rams. Oh, this is going to be a great matchup here with Aaron Rodgers taking on Aaron Donald. We think we've got a video up on that. You can check that out, nfl.com slash video. Uh, you can find that on YouTube as well. But this will be fun to watch. To me, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is just going to have to come out and win a shootout. They are not going to be able to slow down the Rams. So, to me, it's about efficiency in these drives for the Packers. Sevens, not threes. Don't settle. Finish drives. If you've got to go for some fourth downs, be aggressive. I look for them to be ultra aggressive offensively in this game against the Rams. It's funny. You talk about the Packers being aggressive. I wrote down that Sean McVay needs to write on his play card, all gas, no breaks. Be super aggressive against the Green Bay Packers. You want to make them play from behind. I don't believe the Green Bay Packers defense can kind of hold up to the variety of weapons that the Rams throw at you and the way that they attack schematically. If I'm Sean McVay, I am very aggressive early. I want to get the lead. Then I want to hand to Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley can salt away games as a runner. Saints at Vikings. Saints, to me, look, we always talk about the phrase Bill Belichick made famous in terms of making teams left-handed, take away what they do best. If I'm the Saints and I'm sitting there in a defensive meeting this week, I'm saying, look, win or lose, I don't know we're going to win this game, I don't know we're going to lose this game, but I promise you Adam Thielen is not getting over 100 yards receiving this game. We're going to try and take him away and take away that security blanket for Kirk Cousins and make the football go somewhere else. That would be my focus for this team because that once Kirk gets in a rhythm, with Thielen, then everything else starts to click, everything else starts to go. Uh, if you're the Saints, you cannot let that happen. I mean, if, if you're the Saints and you come with that attack, I actually welcome that if I'm the Minnesota Vikings because they're more than just a one-man show in the passing game. They are a unique team where I believe they have one A and one B on the perimeter. So if they commit all the resources to taking Adam Thielen away, I am force-feeding the ball to Stephon Diggs because I believe Stephon Diggs can win, especially against the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a game where Cut Cousins going to 19-14 and 14 can be uh, a game plan that produces a lot of fireworks for the Minnesota Vikings. Patriots at Bills. Well, this is pretty simple to me. The key to this game is the bus driver. As long as the Patriots bus driver does not get lost on the way to the stadium, I think they should be in pretty good shape against the Buffalo Bills. Buck. Now, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek knowing full well this Bills team shocked the world when they went and beat Minnesota. I, I don't know they have another one of those in them. This is, a, this is a mismatch on paper. I know the Bills will come out there and play physical, play tough, play hard. I don't see them being able to score enough points against the Patriots. So I try and find a key to this ball game. To me, it's all on the bus driver. Uh, see, DJ, it's Legends Night. Bills alumni invited back their retiring 
Thurman Thomas's jersey, putting his name up. This is going to be a big game, a lot of emotion for the Buffalo Bills. And I know that Jim Kelly can't jump into the huddle, but I'm believing <laughs> emotionally this team is going to play at a different level. For me, the key is they got to play turtle. They got to slow the game down. Take the play clock all the way down. Try and minimize the number of possessions. And maybe, just maybe, New England isn't on their game. I believe if they do that, because that defense is going to play pretty good, uh, maybe that gives them a, a puncher's chance of being able to win with Derek Anderson at quarterback. Bill's Mafia is not going to be happy with me, Buck, but I'm just hoping this game's close enough that they stick around for the halftime festivities. Oh, my gosh. Come on. That's so disrespectful to it. I'm just hoping. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping. Oh, my gosh. Listen up. If you bet on sports, then you need to check out sportsinformationtraders.com. John Price at SportsInformationTraders.com is the man that can help you make money this football season. John Price knows the lines better than anyone else in the country, and he specializes in line movement and value. So when you sign up with SportsInformationTraders.com, you get the best lines, premium information before the public does. He can help you make five times your investment in just 90 days. Go to SportsInformationTraders.com right now and learn why John Price is the only sports wagering analyst with a weekly feature in Forbes magazine. If you want to win, give Sports Information Traders a call at 866-441-2711. That's 866-441-2711. Simply call and ask about the 90-day special. John Price is a proven winner and has been a be- among the best for years with documented success in Las Vegas Super Contests. Just call 866-441-2711 or go to sportsinformationtraders.com, 866-441-2711 or sportsinformationtraders.com. Watch football. Make money. It's that simple. All right, Buck, let's uh, let's get over to the college game here. And before we get to uh, previewing these games and, and finding some winners here who we like, I do want to touch on our little joint top 25 list that we have out now. Uh, this is something that we do where we each kind of put together our own top 25 and then they combine them together with a little bit of an index and, and, and make a top 25. And I always like to caution folks and let them know this is kind of – we're kind of building this on the fly as we're going here. So, we have, look, there's so many players we have yet to see. But as we continue to watch these players put new names in the mix and uh, we update this list. But uh, what jumps out to you when you when you stare at this thing, Buck? Uh, what jumps out to me is the, the movement within uh, the list, particularly at quarterback. Um, you know, we'll get to the top five in a minute, but I think some of the guys that you have uh, talked about that we will have long discussions about, Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke, um, I know you're kind of big on him quickly. Uh, yeah. What do you like about him? Why is he buzzing? Well, he's just got he's got all the tools. So he's he's big, he's athletic. I, I like the fact of who he's been coached by when you talk about Coach Cutcliffe. So to me it's going to be a little bit easier transition when he does go to the next level. Uh, but I do like the fact he can run around, move around a little bit, and uh, he's got a live arm. So the numbers don't wow you. When you look at the stat sheet, you're not going to be blown away. When you study him, the ball comes out pretty, and uh, there's a lot to work with there with him. This does not feel like a great quarterback group overall. I think, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of made a big deal because we had four or five of these guys in our top 25 early on. But, again, those over the summer, those are the guys we watch. We watched all these quarterbacks. So as we continue to see more and more players – some of these quarterbacks are going to start disappearing from this list. And to be honest with you, Buck, some of these other quarterbacks, 
you know, guys like Drew Locke, Jared Stidham, who we were high on coming into the to the fall after what we saw last year, really haven't taken that next step we were hoping to see. No, they haven't taken the next step, and it's created kind of openings and opportunities. Um, in the top 25, we still have Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. Uh, part of the fascination with him is, look, he's been really, really successful throwing the ball all over the yard for the Buckeyes. Uh, young player, only a redshirt sophomore, so who knows if he becomes a part of this class. But he is intriguing. But when you talk about the rest of the quarterbacks, yeah, it's been a little disappointing. The guy that I'll keep my eye on, obviously we talk about Justin Herbert, but it sounds like he might be going back for his final season. Will Greer from West Virginia has continued to pick up, I like put Will. up big numbers. I like his game, and I think he will be helped by the fact that Baker Mayfield was not only the number one quarterback, but he's in a pretty decent job since he entered the league. And a couple guys that I've watched uh, since the last update that I wanted to highlight here real quick. Um, Deontay uh, Thompson there from Alabama, just a real, real athletic center fielder. Uh, reminded me, I thought he was kind of, I think I wrote it in the little blurb, that he's just a little bit better version of Haha Clinton Dix, similar type player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked his game a lot. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite from uh, Florida, got a chance to watch him. I know they've got some other guys, but I was alerted to him, so I just focused on him. And I, I loved watching him. He is explosive off the edge. He's got a nasty little inside spin move that kind of complements that speed rush. Just a very, very productive player. Uh, Quinnen Williams from Alabama, when I was looking at some other guys earlier this uh, this fall, I remember, I think I even tweeted it out, I said this is 92 from Alabama, is wreck and shop, and he looks a lot like Jonathan Allen when you study him, just very dominant uh, up front, just pushing the pocket and controlling the line of scrimmage. So uh, some of the new guys that I had kind of jump in there, exciting exciting players to watch. Brian Burns from Florida State, um, who's who's real thin, Buck. I don't wait to see what he weighs. But he is long and athletic and uh, can really bend coming off the edge. Yeah, he can bend coming off the edge. You always like to see those outside edge rushers that can make plays and can disrupt the game. But also like inside guys, I believe the guy at Auburn, Derek Brown, is someone of interest. Good player. Big freak, super athletic, does a great job creating penetration. And then when it comes to stopping the passing game, out on the island, Byron Murphy from Washington is the next Husky that will make his way into the league. Kind of scrappy, he has good ball skills, instincts, has some versatility that you like when it comes to the techniques that he uses. Really, really solid player. He's crept up on the edge of being a top 10 performer in this prospect list. Yeah, I'm excited just to continue to get more names and talking to buddies around the league, getting guys to watch. And this is actually a good week. I'm going to get some more uh, done today, tomorrow, and over this weekend, not having an NFL game to prepare for. Uh, with Chargers having a bye week. So I'm going to get a chance to dig in some more of these college kids. Normally, I don't know where you are, Buck, but Halloween, you know, people ask how we juggle, you know, working in the NFL with with trying to get ready for the draft, doing these college guys. Halloween's kind of a wake-up for me. And I kind of – I usually set a goal. Once Halloween comes, I try and set a goal of, okay, between Halloween and Thanksgiving, you know, if I can watch 50 guys, try and mark off 50 top players I've heard about talking to folks around the league, if I can get those guys done uh, by Thanksgiving – then I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pacing myself and I'm going to be just fine to get to that, that date of, uh, I think it's January 14th when I come up with my initial top 50 list. But Halloween's always like a wake-up call where it's like, okay, better jump into this college pool, start digging into some of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the same thing. Once we get to uh, Halloween, it, it's kind of time because now you have enough games to really watch the tape and make solid assessments. Uh, area scouts are probably right now heading on – they're probably in the middle of their second tour duty in their respective areas. So they now have done all the summer tape. They've gone through giving guys a chance to play about half of the season. So now you can start putting real grades on guys. And so um, I think for for the listeners to kind of understand, 
all of the scouts have to have all their reports. And you talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is kind of the deadline. You want to get all that information yep. in before you start having those meetings at the beginning of December. So this is kind of like the final hall. We're 30, 45 days away from being able to kind of get everything in. So, yeah, now is when I will ramp it up. I know you're talking about ramping it up. Um, it's time to kind of start digging into college guys and see who's going to be available in the 2019 draft class. And those meetings usually – Early in December, like Bucky said, and, and usually they'll the teams I worked with, we would try and find a road game. So wherever the, your yep. NFL team was playing on the road, and then you the, you'd fly in all the area scouts and their wives. It was a nice kind of weekend, and you would go to the uh, go to the game. You know, sit in the, sit in a box together, and then after the game, the next three days, you would stay in that city as a personnel department and have meetings. And so you'd go in there, and we'd had to come up with our. Uh, you'd have to turn in all your reports, but then we would have to meet as an area scout. You would meet with the college director and the player personnel director, and we would present to them kind of our top 25 players. So they wanted to know about him. Okay, this is your top 25. Tell me about this guy, not only as a player, but then give me a picture of him off the field. And it was kind of a way to just kind of download those guys on your top 25s. You haven't started putting your board together yet at this point in time. Uh, That'll take place a little bit later on. But just kind of initially each scout presenting their top 25, and then you you get a good idea of how they can then assign some cross checks, which if you're a West Area scout, they might say, okay, you're going to do, you're going to cross-check another position. You know, there's still a couple weeks left in the in the season. Might send you out to a bowl game to watch, you know, several other players to keep an eye on. And then you have your position that you're in charge of. So each area scout would, uh, like I always did the quarterbacks every year. Uh, you might have uh, running back safeties, what have you. And so then they'll give you a list of all the area scouts' top grades at those positions. And you got to try and knock those out before you get in there for your February meetings. Yeah, it's, it's so funny how the process is different for, for different people. Uh, you talk about standing in the city three days after uh, the game. Uh, when I was with the Carolina Panthers, we would either fly into – we were trying to put it around a home game, fly into the city, get there maybe Friday, Friday, uh, do some work Friday, Saturday, go to the game on Sunday. And on Friday and Saturday, what we're doing is basically spending the day just kind of going through the top guys in your area, going through the background. We will briefly touch on – who the top guys in the area are in terms of playing ability. But a lot of us trying to make sure that we get the character right, we have all those things done. So we can start to talk about who's going to cross-check whom. Are we going out and do a true cross-check where we physically go out of our area? Or are we going to do position cross-check where they send us the tape of all the guys? But you are trying to kind of set the schedule. And for some of the big guys, meaning the college director, the pro director, or the personnel director who haven't had an opportunity to see these guys, they are taking this information and saying, all right, which bowl games do I need to go to? Who are the players that I need to see live? Who are the guys that could be in range for us? Because now you know as a team where you might be picking what range. So it's really an opportunity to reset the calendar and schedule and put yourself in a position to see these top guys play. And, you know, look, the final date for us was always, you know, late November, early December in terms of having your reports in. You could always adjust them as you see. You know, you might get a chance to, uh, over that Christmas break, get to see some late tape that maybe you didn't see on some guys, and you can always adjust your grades as such. But you got to get those reports initially, you know, turned in. The other thing is you're, you're turning those in on a weekly basis because um, if you're going to Ferris State and all of a sudden you give out, you think there's a first or second round player at Ferris State, and you wait until December to turn in your reports and your grades, there's not enough time to get other scouts out there to see them. So you always have to turn those in each and every week. So then it's an alert to the to the director say, whoa, okay, we better send somebody to cross-check. There's apparently some big-time player at Ferris State. We only have one grade on him. For all the, all the players that are draftable, especially guys that are going to be in the first four rounds, you're going to want multiple eyeballs on those guys in the fall 
uh, as well as doing cross checks in, in, in the run-up into the spring. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be able to get, get those guys in. And you're right. You should be turning in reports every week. Um, and if there's a small school guy that kind of pops up on the radar, you want to make sure that that is not only a company with you turning it in, you want to send a text or a phone call, hit your guy up, your, your director up, and let him know, like, hey, man, there's a guy that is playing at Occidental who I think has a chance. We might need to find someone that can get a, uh, get a look at him just to make sure that I'm not off. And so the communication and dialogue has to be steady. Um, and you want to be on point. You want to alert guys so we don't have those ghosts because maybe that is why Adam Thielen was kind of able to kind of slide through the cracks and then well, find go. his way to Minnesota. And they're very fortunate that he did. Uh, so this list, this top 25 list, to recap here, we've got Bosa at one. We've got a tie at number two with Justin Herbert and Ed Oliver. Uh, then we've got Rashawn Gary at four. Greedy Williams corner from LSU is at number five. You can find that entire list. Uh, just go to NFL.com. You can uh, you can locate that thing. It's it's the 3.0 uh, of our top 25 prospects in the 2018 college football season. So you can check that out, NFL.com. All right, let's. Uh, you want to get us some picks here, Buck? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right, Kent Sully is no longer with the show, but his picks are still showing up. Yeah, so and Sully- he did not get the 20 points for the balls last week. Yeah, that was a no-go. It was a no-go on that one, Kenton. But uh, let's uh, two-point game. Georgia, Florida, cocktail party, Buck, in Jacksonville. Who do you like? Oh, I like Georgia because Georgia got whooped in their last game against LSU. I think they come back and they put it on the Gators in Javier. Sully is going with Georgia. Kent is going with Georgia. Bucky's going with Georgia. I wanted to buck the trend, but I can't. I'm going to go, <laughs> especially if you're looking at the quarterbacks. Uh, heavily favored Georgia. I'm going Georgia in this one. UGA uh, a sweep there, clean sweep. All right, Iowa six or Iowa's uh, six and one at five and two. Penn State's 18 in the country versus 17 in the country. This is a huge matchup in the Big Ten. Uh, who do you like here, Buck? I'm going with Penn State. I know Iowa is a ranked team. I'm still unsure if they're legit. I'm gonna go with the Nittany Lions. I think the Nittany Lions get them. Nittany Lions are reeling a little bit, but uh, I, I'm with you. I like Penn State to win this one. Of course, we are we are opposite of our guys, Sully and Kent, because they are both going with the Hawkeyes on the road at Penn State. That would be a big one. Penn State, if they had three losses with all the talent they have on that football team, man, that would be a, a pretty disappointing season. All right, next one, Washington State at Stanford. Big Pac-12 North matchup, Buck. Who do you like? I'm going to go with Stanford. I don't know why I'm going with the Cardinal, but I'm going with the Cardinal. Big win for Washington State last week. Can they emotionally kind of get back up and play another big one? I think Stanford is ripe to hit them in the mouth. I think they do hit them in the mouth. That's why I'm going with the Cardinal. Uh, you go with Stanford. Sully's going with Stanford. Kent's going with Stanford. Hit my music, Kent. Oh, yeah. Lone wolf <laughs> in this one. Washington State, Buck. Stanford, you say hit him in the mouth. Stanford can't even run the ball anymore. I don't know who Stanford is They're anymore ready. on offense. They're, They're not physical. They're ready. They're not physical. And Washington State's going to score points. I've seen Washington State go into Stanford and, and, and smack them around a little bit, score a bunch of points. I think they do it again. I'll, uh, I'll take Washington State in the fighting Mike Leaches. Number 14 in the country. They're the highest-ranked team in the Pac-12 right now, Buck. Yeah. Temporary. Temporary. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's permanent. All right. South Florida, 7-0, and number 21 in the country, traveling to take on Houston. This one is a tricky one here. Who do you like, Buck? Oh, it's not tricky for me. I'm going with the Bulls. I'm going with South Florida. Charlie Strong has his guys undefeated. Team people not talking about the Bulls. They need to talk about them. 
this, this apparently is a tag team match because Sully is with you going with South Florida. I'm going with Houston. Kent is joining me going with Houston, which makes me feel good uh, that, uh, that Kent's riding with me. Houston at home, that place will be rocking and rolling. Uh, I'll take Houston. I'll take the Cougars on that one. All right, this one's my favorite one, and it takes place this evening, and it scares the crud out of me. My number 25-ranked Appalachian State Mountaineers, 5-1, and one, only lost in overtime to Penn State, traveling to Statesboro, Georgia, to take on Georgia Southern. Their rival, Georgia Southern, is 6-1, and one, been a part of that rivalry. It is a lot of fun, Buck, and this one scares the crud out of me. Who do you like? It should scare you. Just Georgia Southern Eagles, man, I go all the way back with Georgia Southern to Irk Russell. But on this one, nice. I got a nod to App State. I'm going with the Mountaineers. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going with the home team there in App State, and I appreciate the uh, Sully-Kent combination joining us here. It's the first time I think all of us have picked App State to win a game in these, uh, in these pick segments, so that really <laughs> scares me more. <laughs> one thing about that game, Buck, they do a, they do a chant there of uh, Georgia and then the other side, Southern, and they do this chant the whole game. It drives you nuts. I, I think I've told you this story before, but we're playing there. Uh, we beat Wake Forest my sophomore year, so our, I, I didn't start the game. Uh, quarterback got, got hurt, so I came in, played the rest of the game. We ended up hitting, come back, and we win the game in overtime. The next week we play at Georgia Southern, so we're riding high, a big Division One win going on the road. Georgia Southern at that time had the other Adrian Peterson. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, little Adrian. Uh, Mike Peterson. Greg little brother. Hill. Yes, Greg Hill was the quarterback. And then the other Adrian Peterson, who rushed for a zillion yards in that, in that offense with Paul Johnson as the coach. And, uh, and Buck, we come out. I didn't know like, Paul okay, Johnson was you know, the coach. I ran a lot of, wow. Oh, oh, yeah, he was their coach. So we come out. Uh, we're going to go first play. We run a lot of G-load option, which if, if you don't know what that is, you kind of reverse. you got an I formation. You reverse out. So if it's a play to the right, you kind of reverse out. You, you fake the ball to the, to the fullback coming through on the dive, and you get out to the perimeter, and it's an option play. So our first play, we're like, man, we're going to, you know, we're not messing around. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to come out. We're going to run. I don't even remember what the what the call was. It was a G load pass, G pass, or whatever they called it. So I come out, reverse out, come down the line. I sell the heck out of the uh, out of the option, and then I got you have to retreat like three steps. And then our receiver on the right side, on the play side, is running all the way on a deep over on the opposite side. So I got to put my foot in the ground and throw it all in the deep over. And then and Bucky's wide open. I mean, so wide open. First play of the game. And I put my foot in the ground, and I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't know if it was a cyclone, but it was windy. It was very windy, <laughs> and uh, and that thing, that thing got hung up. That thing got hung up, and it died. It allowed the safety to recover. He picked it off on the first play of the game, and it was a bad omen. And, and Georgia Southern whipped our tails that game. So I'm I'm very leery of going in there, man. Although thankfully, this quarterback App State has now has got a lot stronger arm than I did. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's a nice story, though. There's That's your App nice State story, story of the day. All right, Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas. How Texas is six? They're six and one. They're number six in the country. Uh, going on to take Oklahoma State. Not I cannot a, uh, believe. Not a I can't believe that. It's a tough Tex place to play. I can't believe Texas is a top ten team. But I'm gonna go with the Longhorns. How is that? Team. How are they a top ten team? Right. I mean, it's amazing. Like unbelievable. You close, Who you, you like? You close your eyes. I'm going with the Longhorns. You close your eyes and they're a top ten team. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Texas. I'll go with Texas. Sully's going with Texas. Kent. A little tardy on the lone wolf there, but Kent is uh, <laughs> a little tardy. There it is. He's finding his way around the board. Tardy. Hey, I was the only one that Oklahoma went with Texas State. in the Red River shootout, but this week they're on the road. I, I honestly think Oklahoma State's going to play their best game, and they're wearing those 1988 Barry Sanders throwback uniforms, so they're going to look the part oh, as well. That's enough to, that's does, enough to does go that, with them right does, there. Does Barry My Sanders prediction come is with Texas that? is going <laughs> to. No, Barry, you're Texas, if you're a Texas fan. If you're a Texas fan, you better hope you don't get into the playoff as the four seed. That's all I'm saying. 
because Alabama might score 70 <laughs> against him. Uh, Clemson, Florida State, ACC matchup we used to look forward to. Now it's a ho-hum game. We're all taking Clemson here, right, boys? Yeah, I'm taking Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. There's a part of me that wants to go. Yeah, everybody's got Clemson. Clemson. Nobody's taking Florida State here. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. What do you think, Buck? Uh, you know, I'm going with Hell State. I am going with the Bulldogs. I think down there, the Cowbells, they get them. Yeah, I, I, I thought I might be lone wolfing it because I am going to go Mississippi State. I'm, I'm a big Texas A&M, big Jimbo Fisher guy, but I'm going to go Mississippi State at home. I think their front can get after Texas A&M a little bit. Uh, Southern going A&M, Kent taking A&M as well. NC State, 22 in the country, taking on Syracuse. Uh, man, every time I pick against Syracuse, I feel like I lose, but I haven't learned my lesson, so I'm going to take NC State again. Who do you like, Buck? God, it pains me to do this, but I'm going to take NC State in this one. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Sully's going NC State as well. Kent, it's been good to you when you take Syracuse. You're going back to that well, lone wolf in it once again. Absolutely. Ride or die with Dino Babers. There you go. Maybe the next head coach at USC, Dino Babers. Who knows? Uh, Hawaii at Fresno State. There's a good one for you. Hawaii chucks the ball over the yard, uh, six and three, going up against Fresno State, who's a really good football team, six and one. Uh, I'm rolling with Fresno State. Who do you like, Buck? I'm going with Fresno State as well. I think the Bulldogs under Jeff Tefford have done a really good job turning the program around. They look good when I watch them. Yeah, no, they're a good football team. Kent going uh, Fresno State. Sully lone wolfing it with Hawaii. Uh, I like it. They can they can put the ball up in the air. They're fun to watch. Um, oh, there you have it. There's our uh, predictions for the weekend. Uh, what else you got going on, Buck? Tell, what's, what's the notebook? What's going on in the notebook this week? Man, the notebook, we're trying to figure out. We're going to talk about the Amari Cooper trade. We're going to talk about it from both sides, what the Raiders can do with three picks. Um, and then we're going to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need to find their identity. And so we're going to dig a little deeper and figure out what's wrong with them. I like it. There you go. Check that out, NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks for Bucky's Notebook. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back next week to recap uh, the weekend that was in the NFL as well as uh, keep track of these college football players as we march a little bit close to the draft. It's not, it's, not, it's not in sight yet, but it's out there on the horizon. We'll be there before you know it. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Kent, nice job uh, on, on the board back there, buddy. Good to have you running the show now. We miss, we miss Sully, but Kent is filling in admirably, doing a great job. Appreciate yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun being with you guys. We'll keep these college picks going, keep previewing all the NFL games, and send out all those game previews and VODs and keep the ball rolling. And uh, Sully was a big part in getting all of this going for sure. And so we wish him the best of luck. And maybe his Vols will beat South Carolina this week. Who knows? Yeah, I'm going to take, take the no on that one. But uh, <laughs> anyways, wish Sully the best. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Be sure to check out all the videos, nfl.com slash mtsvideo, youtube.com slash nfl. And you can uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.